that sound means. Welcome back to Just the Tip Off, the NBA podcast that does not have felony gun or drug charges. That they know of. <laughs> Said charges. Said. Said. Well, thank goodness for that. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's uh, good to be back. It's been a little bit since we guys came to you last. Um, last time we, we spoke, we were going over the first round of the playoffs and going into the second round, which did not disappoint. Actually, no, it was going out uh, into from the second round of the conference finals. That's mm-hmm. what it was. Yeah. Yeah, uh, East, which, East Finals had been set, Western Conference had a little cleanup action to, to do. Literally in the sense for the Lakers, who kind of just absolutely blew out the Rockets in Game 5. Nice, easy. Closed it up for Easy, breezy, breezy, beautiful. Cover girl. Lakers. LeBron James. <laughs> LeBron James. Uh, any expectations other than the contrary of what, of what happened for that series? I mean, I thought like the Rockets might put up a little bit more of a fight. I thought maybe one night, or I mean, I, yes, the Rockets they were undersized and whatnot, so really getting none of their shooting. And I thought you know they might have a couple hot nights where literally no one can miss, and they would kind of take it to the Lakers, who have been up and down with their shooting. Yeah, you can beat them off the boards, but three's more than two the last time I checked. So I was also impressed in this series. LeBron was absolutely the guy, which, you know, not, not that that's a surprise, but I thought how undersized the Rockets were. This would be 80s big series to step up, and he didn't do poorly or anything, but it yeah. was Braun won the series in 80, played his role in doing so, and I found that to be a little surprising. Um, you know, one, one of the things people have criticized about AD is they say he doesn't sort of have the clutch gene or the winning uh, gene that uh, a player like Braun does, and so this isn't going to help his narrative in that sense. Yeah. No, no but to foreshadow the next round, the next round will yeah. help, does help him. But, you know, it's like that, I know how it's not that far removed from everyone saying LeBron didn't have that clutch factor. And right. there's still the haters out there who say he's not clutch and whatnot. Maybe and I'll just say, yeah, and I'll, you know, and I'll just, <laughs> and you know, yeah, well, obviously, because Paul Pierce is the best small forward to ever play the game. Right. I think it's so funny that Paul Pierce is like doesn't acknowledge LeBron's greatness as if LeBron's legacy threatens his legacy because he's in the same stratosphere. <laughs> yeah, that was an interesting take, one of many by Paul Pierce. Yeah. But uh, I think the thing that surprised me most about the Rockets' last game, Game 5, was they really just kind of – it looked like they were done. They didn't want to do the 3-1 comeback. They were just like, nope, we're, we're pretty much okay with this. Um the, they got blown out 119 to 96. The stats by both uh, or the Rockets players were pretty pretty rough as well. Um, well, is it? Is, do you think is this the fatigue that we keep seeing every seemingly every playoffs with the James Harden teams? It's the shorter raw. I know you shorten your roster for playoff time, but are the Rockets going too far? And, you know, having big bodies, like, against the Lakers, you know, it's like... I think what they were doing was kind of working. They just didn't have the depth to execute it to the extent that they needed to. Just looking at the box score, um, you had your James Harden putting up 30 points. You had Russell Westbrook putting up 27-5. and 
um, per game. So it's everybody had, else. And then, you know, and then you had Eric Gordon, who was your next highest scorer at 16, uh, like two rebounds a game and only two and a half assists a game. After that, drops. Our next highest scorer was Jeff Green at nine point at nine points a game. Not gonna lie, Jeff, Jeff, Green. Jeff Green. You look at that roster. I know Daniel House wasn't there, but if he was there, Daniel House should have been up there. I would have liked to have seen Robert Covington be above Jeff Green. Any positive BJ minutes Tucker. you can, PJ Tucker. Any positive minutes you can get scoring wise out of like he shot the ball pretty well in these playoffs, and that is just additional. That's just. You yeah, know, that's, that's, that's added minutes and points that realistically you probably weren't expecting coming in when you're playing Jeff Green that much. Oh my God. You get all that out of him. That's a benefit to you. That's more than you thought you were getting, but you're still falling up short. And I think that's where like I'm, Robert Covington was a big one. I think he probably should have been a 15 plus point guy. Averaging eight throughout the four playoffs. And two. Eight, four and one and a half. Not even. Uh, yeah, that was... For that team to to succeed, they have to have a lot more steals per game. They have to have at least four or five players in double, at least five players in double digits, um, and you have to have a bench that's just hungry. And I don't think that they had any of those. I we'll, we'll talk about it in later podcasts, but that the future of the Rockets is a little bit bleak, especially from that last game. But moving on, or Sam, I guess do you, you want to since we're talking about the Rockets, do we want to talk about D'Antoni splitting just because we're we're so, on them. So, Maybe know, not where he's they, going, but you know phrased, the fact that he's gone. It was phrased as they were um, parting ways. Parting Is that the new ways. way for them to say you're fired? But <laughs> Billy Donovan parted ways. Right. Doc Rivers parted ways. Right. I'm curious. You know, when I first heard of Billy Donovan, it sounded like it was a mutual thing. Brett Brown uh, parted ways, didn't they? Well, I I, I, I think Billy Donovan might have actually been a part ways because Oklahoma City Thunder overachieved. 76ers underachieved. Clippers underachieved. Rockets underachieved. I think Rockets about achieved. Well, oh shit. Okay, guys, wait a minute. This just hit me. Every single, almost every single coach, except for Brad Stevens and Nick Nurse, which still, jury's still out, has gotten fired after losing this series in this playoffs. The Pacers yeah. coach. Pacers coach. Pacers did. coach. Brooklyn. Well, Brooklyn had uh, an interim. Brooklyn kind of interim. Magic. Mike, Mike Budenholzer. Budenholzer. He should. Budenholzer. He should. Well, they should bring someone else in for the playoffs. Out. For the playoffs. Magic coach is still there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. This was his first year, though. So. Okay. Well, Nurse is going to stay there. Um, a friend of mine who's a Boston fan, um, you know, is questioning Brad Stevens a little bit. He's oh, like, you know, there? he he gets us, he's gotten us the same thing. Let's talk about year the Rockets after year no, sorry, after let's, year. Let's talk so, about the Celtics um, uh, Heat series. Are we jumping? Are we jumping too much on that one because I, I we, we can go into I, that. I, a lot. I, I, I would talk about that series. That was one of the best series I've seen in the playoffs. Uh, I. I really, really like what the Celtics are doing. I really like that they're playing. Uh, the Celtics are successfully doing what uh, Houston wants to. They are a small ball team, but they aren't running ISO ball, and I really, really like it. It's uh, it's a ball movement small ball team. I it almost goes to show because Bam Adebayo, I think, is a fantastic big man, and it almost goes to show that small ball gets you so far. I'm well, not this is sold on small ball being the future. I think that the Celtics are missing one piece, and that's better better center. Right. Because, and I honestly think the best fit for the Celtics 
is Bam Adebayo. If they get like a carbon copy of Bam Adebayo on that team, it'd be perfect. Oh, they're not going to get Wiseman. I know know the Celtics amass crazy amounts of draft picks, but I don't think they have them that high. But I, you know, I think I think the Warriors would. Uh, do a, do a J- trade, maybe Jalen Brown, Brown for Andrew Wiggins in the, the second pick. Maybe, and maybe. The numbers work. Maybe, but I mean, I think you just look at the Heat. It's like, all right, Tice is a good backup center. Robert Williams is a good backup center. Cantor is Cantor. You just you don't have a a solid predominant right. center there, and you know you've got pieces elsewhere, and you know you've got obviously. Right now, Tatum and Hayward are your, or Tatum and um, Brown are your two big guys. Now, I'm not sure what they're going to do with Hayward after next year when his contract's up. Maybe he resigns for less because he certainly isn't going to make what he's making now. And Kemba's getting up there in age, but I still think he's on a, a deal for a little while longer. So I think if they really want to make a run at this, they have got to find a better center because you look at the players they're going to have to play against. Obviously, they were able to handle and beat. They didn't have to play Giannis, but he's there. You have to play Bam Adebayo. You go play the West. You have AD. You have Jokic. You have Gobert. You have, you know, a smattering who's who of solid big men. You've got to find something more substantial at that position if you're the Celtics. If you want to go get any farther. Because right now we've seen them flame out the exact same way. So they're in a pretty good spot, I think. They, they, yes, could use an advantage or an upgrade in their center. But Dana Tice did fine. Um, They even had some good... Uh, people coming off the bench with uh, Williams and Time Lord, like those guys, they put in valuable minutes. I think what they really needed to do was just beat the fucking zone. They got destroyed by the zone. Right. How is that possible? Like for four games yeah. I mean, you, you out could, of those five series, they got destroyed. Or oh, four out of six, they got destroyed. It's because most of them probably haven't really seen a zone since AAU ball. AAU ball. College, some college. Some college, some college Tatum saw it twice because he yeah, played Syracuse, Syracuse twice. Yeah. He saw it twice. Um, but even then, some of the – you may not have seen zone I think that, in college. You never know. I mean, it's still hit or miss on what coaches like to do at that level. But that right there makes me question why was it so difficult for Brad Stevens to adjust to beat that? When oh, it was I, so, I think, like, it's, I think it's, it's adjusting to the zone, and it's – got to learn to close. Miami came out in the third and fourth quarters is when they won the series. I think the Celtics outplayed Miami in this series, probably 60 to 40, maybe even 70 to 30. But that fourth quarter, how many, three times they came back from a double-digit deficit to beat them in the fourth or third quarter? Like, that's when Miami made their money on them. And it's like, what are you going to do to close? And it's the same thing I had with Milwaukee. They came into the like last eight minutes of the fourth quarter, either tied or up, and then it just went stagnant. It's the same thing, and maybe that you know that's a testament to this Heat defense, who has now beaten both these teams in the fourth quarter. And it might just be the defense, but at the end of the day, if you you got to learn how to close, and I know they're young, but they have Hayward and they have Kemba, like they have players. Maybe they haven't been in playoff positions a lot. Because they really haven't been. It's not. It's experience. But, it is experience, experience, experience for uh, the Celtics. They need to get more of it, which they are. Uh, we listen. I listen to the Ringer podcast. It's a great, uh, great listen. You guys should go check them out. Um, one thing that they brought up was this feels like the series that's going to mold this team or the players on this team for the Boston Celtics into superstars. You know, you see. Uh, Jordan getting beat by the Celtics before you know he became great. You see 
uh, LeBron James getting destroyed again by the Celtics before he became great, um, going into these playoff runs and then not succeeding, you have to have those those experiences before you can really learn how to win. Mm-hmm. So these guys are so freaking young too. And that's the thing I think gets overlooked a lot. This team should not do anything drastic to change their, their makeup because even with the coach, I don't think you want to, to, to say goodbye to Brad Stevens just yet and maybe see no. if he can figure out how to, you know, coach against a zone before you do that. But this has got a, they've got a lot of good runs coming up here in the next couple of years. So I've got two points uh, and I don't necessarily think that now's the time to move, but there have never been more high quality coaching free agents ever. Yeah, that's like, fair. Uh, just think about how many quality coaches they could go back, they could get Doc Rivers again. They could <laughs> work with Doc Rivers. They could go get uh um I'm blanking on his name, Sam Presti. Uh they could get D and Tony. There's a good, I don't think D and Tony oh, would um, that team. Well, no, yeah, they can't get uh, Billy Donovan. Billy Donovan. Billy Donovan. He's he's the Bulls, the Bulls now. now. That's right. Um, but uh, so if they're if you're gonna move off of Brad Stevens, I don't think you should. Now's the time. Uh, my other point is you. Uh, the Ringer brought up, and granted, Bill Simmons is the world's biggest Celtics fan, so that's part of why they might, may have brought this up. They said this will be the series that transforms them into superstars. This isn't the first playoff series these guys have lost, right? Fair, but when they did it before, it was much. They actually came even closer to it they, last yeah, they, time. They, they took Cavs to game. They took. They uh, took LeBron, LeBron to game. Yeah, seven. they took LeBron to game seven. But yeah. now they were playing an actual team who actually know if you take LeBron off that team, obviously the Celtics win. Right. You take any one player off of this Heat team, I don't know. I don't know. I understand this team. Obviously, we can we can speculate all we want. I, but I agree. I have such confidence in this Heat team. They're putting six guys out there who because be double digits. Look, look at this series. Fans, the only w- when in this series did Jimmy Butler have to command the end of the game to win the series? He did. He did. Bam took over the game six. It was hero in game five. You know, Dragic had good games here and there. It's like they don't. They play really well together. They're honestly probably the best team dogs, basketball man. team. They have a bunch of dogs in the league right now. Oh and it's you know it's. Do you know who they remind me of is the '04 Pistons. Which... They've been getting that a lot, man. That's been a no, no true like look right. at me all stars, but just right. a group of solid guys who play hard defense and play well together. And, and honestly, I. I remember it being said that they were they would be the last team to win a championship without a superstar. Period. And you know, because because the way marketability goes, I'm sure after this that Jimmy Butler is going. They're gonna call Jimmy Butler a superstar, but he isn't. He, he's the top, an all star, a top ten player right now. Jimmy Butler's great. Please, he's please not, don't let this yeah, detract. He's not him top ten. Right. He is not a top ten player. No, top twenty five. Yeah, not top ten. Even Bam Adebayo. I'm not even sure he's top twenty five. I think I think be- he's a fringe case on twenty five. He's uh, you, you might put rate- Bam above him. Yes, you put Bam at a bio above Jimmy Butler right there. Yeah, like he's on the same team. Right. The point we're trying to make, at least I think we're trying to make, is that this is a team of hard workers who aren't looking at anybody and saying, "Oh, he's got more. Le- he's he's the veteran. He should be taking the shot." This is a if I'm open, I'm taking the shot. This is the most dangerous team you're going to face in the playoffs because nobody's afraid to score. So so while we're at it, while we're talking about this team, what, if we're jumping around, let's jump a little more. Let's jump to the championship and talk about matchups because this is actually something. Well, hold on. We haven't talked about Lakers, Nuggets. How we get to this point. All right. We'll save that. 
So we, we come up the right side. Let's come up the left side real quick. Real quick, the Nuggets Clippers. We didn't get a chance to talk about Oh, my about God. That. Yeah, I didn't even talk about that. I know. I know. We're going all the way back to the second round. But it's a little bummy of a roadmap here on this one. But, you know. Just, that, was, that was a really fun series. That 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 cemented to me that Jamal Murray is can a be a fringe superstar. Mm-hmm. He's come up. He's coming up. He's a player I put above Jimmy Butler. Yeah, oh, especially how he played in the. I mean, come on. Right. When you come back from one three, you don't that that doesn't happen often in the NBA. And they did it back to back series. Right. And after that first game of the Clippers, I think I texted you guys. I'm like. The Clippers have been off for eight days, waiting on this Nuggets series to finish. Nuggets just came off a grueling, exhausting game, seven-game series, and Nuggets got blown out in game one. I'm like, this is going to be a sweep. Like, Honestly, like, it, it looked pretty bad. The, the Clippers, one. too, at the time were like, that's probably you know one of the best rosters in the NBA. They finished up their series quickly. They've been resting. And lo and behold, here come the Nuggets. So, down 3-1 again, right where, right where they want them. So, so what happened with this Clippers team? Because I have a theory that it's because there's no team leader, right? That's like, I would agree that right there because I, you get I'll, to three one, you get to a three one lead off talent, and then you blow a three one lead because you don't have somebody to to right the ship to say, hey, mm-hmm. enough's enough. Because you got to think Westbrook was more the leader with Paul George in Oklahoma City. I would argue Kyle Lowry was more of the leader in right. in Toronto than Kawhi, and I would argue. Duncan, Parker, and Ginobili were more of a leader than Kawhi in San Antonio. Yes, Kawhi cool. might have been the guy, but that doesn't mean he was the leader was, of that you know, team. Kawhi, yeah. Kawhi is not a team leader. And that's not to say he's not a killer. That's not to say he's not a top five player, because I really do think he's talented. But just his aloofness and his almost nonchalance towards mm-hmm. social interactions. Yeah. just he can't It can translate onto the court sometimes. I mean, you saw he had a couple big defensive just lapses, you know, not switching on. To, you're, you're the best defender on that team. Yeah. You need to be on that guy taking that last shot. It, I don't know. Hunter Beverly's on that team? I'm going to say another part is a leader. and one, So one part would be not having a leader. Another part, I'm going to say it, fatigue. They looked tired. Their, the Clippers, ben, their bench played very poorly. The Clippers did not look well well conditioned. How'd they get fatigued? They barely played. Because that right there, they did not condition Because Kawhi only played so many games in the season. I mean, Why did they I, make us know, run suicides all the time? Was it because it made us best, better basketball players? No, it made us freaking in shape. It got us... I, you I know see. how the 1980 hockey team beat the Russians? They outskated them, damn it. <laughs> I, I, Again. I, I again. I don't think Kawhi was the problem. You, you were just you were just saying his load management. I think Kawhi Paul played George. as well. I think Paul George is a problem. I think Lou Williams is a problem. And uh, frankly, I do think that um, Doc Rivers has been blameless in this. Obviously, he's okay. been fired since. Mm-hmm. But well, if, Paul- if you are a potential future Hall of Fame coach, right? Which I think before the series we all kind of would have said, yeah, Doc Rivers is probably a Hall of Famer. But when he really laid out, other than the 08 championship, that he was bought very disappointing. Well, you think this is a disappointment? I would argue Lob City was also a right. disappointment yep. as well. And, you know, I think Paul George was like, it wasn't title or bust this year. Oh, my Clearly God. Steve Ballmer, oh that's the owner, right? Yeah. Or yeah. Clearly he thought differently. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, you put all these pieces together it, and it you're – and, and if you're going in saying, you know, we're not – you know, it's not – Tyler Bust. I mean, that kind of tells me: Was your mindset even on a title to begin with, 
or was this like a feel-out year for you? Like, I'm sorry, the league is only going to get more difficult next year because Brooklyn is going to get better. The Warriors are going to be reloaded again. It It's not going to get any easier next year. Like, it really isn't. To me, Paul George saying it wasn't Tyler Bust is the equivalent of being like, no, 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 I broke up with her. No, 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 no. Right? It, it was a it's bad some, shot. It's something you tell yourself yeah, afterwards okay. to just sort of not not hurt as bad. Yeah. So you only well, cry in the shower like half the days out of the week. It doesn't count when you cry in the shower because no one can tell. <laughs> I got soap in my eyes. So overall, great series to watch. It was crazy. Crazy, crazy. Loved watching pick and roll from Nikola Jokic and uh, Jamal Murray, which then translated into that clip or into the Nuggets Lakers series. Which, if you didn't look at the box score, or, sorry, if you did not look at the series three or four one in favor of the Lakers, I would have thought that this was one of the closest matchups. Yeah, I mean, of, we were we were a, a shot away from 2-2, right? Yep. Yeah, AD game winner away from 2-2. Completely different series. We now, shouldn't, De- have been, now, they now, shouldn't have been in that now, position, though. Now Denver was like, oh, now we got them right where we want them. We're down, one, down 3-1 again. But, yeah, this was very close. And I think it's, you know, it's a testament to how good this Nuggets team is and how good they can be. You know, I think... Michael Porter Jr. is only going to get better, and I think you're going to see them face Paul Millsap out in favor of him. Now, his defense is still questionable, but his offense, his offensive potential is undeniable. Jeremy Grant has good minutes, and honestly, on that team, he's the guy. He's he's your defensive stopper on the three position because that's what a lot of big good teams have is they've got a solid three that you have to be able to guard. That 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 is one of the problems you raise with this team. Especially as Millsap fades out because he does a lot of his burden. This is not a good defensive team. They can score as well as, if not better, than everyone in the league. But uh, frankly, when your two most important players are Nikolai Jokic and Jamal Murray, both sub average defenders, on top of that, you're, if you bring in Michael Porter Jr., not a great defender. I mean, so Gary Harris I'm, is the best defender on I'm, this team. I'm picking up a, a trend here. Do you guys remember last uh, playoffs where it was the Portland Trailblazers versus the Nuggets? Went to seven games, and the Portland Trailblazers pulled that one out. Once again, those are two very high-scoring teams who didn't have great defenses. And then what happened to the Blazers when they got to the Western Conference Finals? Blown the fuck out because they met a team who can score better than they can, who can also defend. That's what I'm. That 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 seems to be a common a common theme here. I mean, you can make it to the Western Conference Finals with a great scoring team, but if you don't have a defense to carry you on the back end, you're going to be spinning your wheels. That's why the five seeds in the finals in the Eastern Conference. Because they're the best defense in the the playoffs. They were good in the regular season. They weren't the best rated in the regular season. But in the bubble, they've been the best defensive team by far. On on that note, um, everyone, and Nathan, I believe you were uh, in this school, Everyone who immediately said that the Andre Iguodala trade was a bad trade, you are officially wrong because Andre Iguodala showed back up in playoff form. Yeah, For I'm one game so shooting I'm going to have to uh, wipe some egg off of my face as well. I'll be the first to say, uh, Sam, congratulations. You did not make a complete bonehead call when you said that Jimmy Butler was going to be the possible MVP of Thank the you. league. Thank you. Getting the Heat to the finals. Thank which you. I had no, ch- I put a, no chance that that was going to happen, but here I am. Guys, I like no basketball, like super good. So 
And there it is. That's about it. <laughs> so that uh, that having said that, do we think the Heat and the Lakers are going to be a better matchup than any of the ones we've seen leading up to this? I know it's that's hard because there's been like Jazz Nuggets was great. Clippers Nuggets was great. Bo- Bo- Boston Celtics was great. There have been so many good Boston Toronto. Boston Toronto and yeah. and I said Boston and Celtics Heat. Like they've been so many good series. It's almost it's hard to top it. Now obviously the Lakers are favored. Um, you know I just because they're Same the Lakers. Because they're the Lakers. I think they're four and a half points four, tonight. Four, yeah. Okay. Uh, I you know it's it's going to be interesting. I think. I think at the end of the day, this series is going to come down to who's – can someone be – it doesn't have to be the same person. Can someone be the third player on the Lakers? That's the is key. it Rondo? Is it Kuzma? Is it Danny Green? Is it KCP? Someone Ryan needs Howard. to do it. Someone needs to do it because you know Miami. It doesn't matter. They've got five it guys. It does not matter that they – who's one and who's two. Lakers, clearly AD LeBron. Lakers might have, as the ringer said, Lakers might have the best two players in the series. Heat might have the next best five. So so let's let's talk about defensive matchup. This is actually really before good. before we do so what I was gonna do was go through and pick out who do you think is gonna have this matchup. But we can do it defensive matchup. How how did you want to structure? So I, I was just gonna say, um when I, when I think about it as a defensive matchup, I think that the uh, he have a lot of great answers for Braun, and that's Iguodala, uh, Butler, Crowder, and Crowder. Butler. Right, that's three. Those are the three guys, but it's going to be a, a defense by committee. Right. Well, I agree. They're going to switch a lot, and I don't think it's it's not. You don't. I don't think you step off that far. If Bam gets switched on to LeBron. Well, the only issue then is who's covering AD. Yeah, and so that's that. That was the point I was going to make. Is they have in my mind one good defensive option for AD. Are you, so do you think? So let's say. What would happen if you just put Dwight Howard on the floor too? Right. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Do you pull Myers Leonard off the bench? Yeah. Do, if that's pull, my thought. Okay. Myers has played like eleven minutes total in the playoffs. I, has, I, I, I don't think we're going to see Myers Leonard. He, he hasn't really had to. Um, they haven't been playing. But damn it, if you watch the bench, he is constantly standing. He's right. the he's the hype man. Also, I I low key love that the bench in front of him has that screen that like projection screen that you know shows ads because that's like a hockey board <laughs> and anytime something big happens players are just like jumping and falling over it like going crazy i love that i absolutely <laughs> love that aspect of it they got a good bench mob because literally anytime the heat score it's like myers leonard back up throwing a towel against the ground and he's yelling out defensive calls and All right, they're having me, fun well let me let me and ask you this something to be said for that i'm gonna call this segment who you got all right, we're going to go a uh, head-to-head matchup here, okay, for each of these players, depending on when they're guarding each other. Uh, one guy be on offense, one guy be on defense. Who do you think you take in the Bam Adebayo-Anthony Davis matchup, offense and defense? I pick Howard on uh, – not Howard. I pick Anthony Davis on both sides, but – more particularly on offense than on defense. I think Bam has a little closer of a gap on defense. Now, if last game, if game six Bam shows up, then, you know, 30 30 and 15 or something like that. But I think you give it to AD 
right now. I mean, he's the top five player in the league right now. I, so. I, I, I give AD both sides. I do think Bam is going to guard AD better than anyone in the playoffs has yet. Yeah, he's been averaging thirty points a game. Well, I mean, you, you, you look you look at who he's gone up against, and right. it's been Covington or Tucker. Nikola Jokic and Nurkic. Nurkic is probably the, the best player he's gone up against thus far. Do you put Nurkic as a defender over Bam? No. No. So you think Bam is a better defender? Yes. Okay. Okay. I think Bam has a little more quickness, and I think you need that when you're guarding AD because he's a little more athletic. Now, for if you would have said, okay, Bam against Jokic or Nurkic against Jokic, I'd probably go with Jokic because Nurkic does, or go with Nurkic because Jokic doesn't have a ton of speed. He's more of a almost traditional type center. Obviously, you can shoot, but when he gets in the post, so you don't need to be quick. Yeah. So I think that favors Nurkic, but because AD is more athletic, has more moves than Jokic does, I think that Bam is a better matchup there. Yeah. All right. I agree. Than Nurkic is. Next one, Jimmy Butler v. LeBron James. LeBron James wins both sides. Yes. I Okay. Offense, LeBron 100% away. Defense, first three quarters-ish, Butler. But when it came down to it, LeBron took Murray. He did. He, he said, I've got Murray. When LeBron wants to, when he buckles down and does it, he can be a better defender than Jimmy Butler. I think Jimmy Butler plays like that. All the time, where LeBron has to like, okay, Turn now switch. I do it. Yeah. So I, th- I think, I think if it comes down to it, LeBron can be the better defender. But I think if we're averaging the whole forty-eight minutes of the basketball game, I think Butler is the better defender. I, I, don't, I don't think LeBron's going to guard Butler for until crunch time too. I think they're probably going to put Kuzma or uh, maybe Caruso on him. Um, I, I just you can even put Danny. Well, I guess you got all the young guards running around, so you need to cover one of them. That's where we're going. So, all right, now here we go. I think it's a little bit more interesting. Tyler Hero, Danny Green. Tyler Hero, Offen- no, Offen- Tyler Hero offense. Offense Hero, Danny Green defense. Yep. I'm going to go ahead and say Tyler Hero on both sides. You think so? I think that Danny Green is a good scorer, but his defense has been pretty lackluster. Uh, these playoff series. He's this, been this is where serviceable, it, but this not. series is where the Lakers could really use Avery Bradley's defense. Oh my god. Because you've got you got Robinson, Dragic, and Hero, who've all been playing really well and shooting the lights out of the ball. And Rondo has been a pleasant surprise. Mm-hmm. And you know, maybe you combat those three with Green, Crusoe, and Dragic, but I think and maybe some KCP, but I think you really miss Avery Bradley's defense against Probably, I would say probably either, probably the ball handler, whether that is Dragic or here, whoever's the ball, I think Avery Bradley would have been guarding mm-hmm. in this series. So I think at this point, that's Dragic. Now, if Hero would have got caught on fire, then maybe you switch him over there. But I, I would say Hero on offense 100% because Danny Green's kind of gotten in a black hole. And, you know, maybe he shows up one game and goes all spurs on him and makes, you know, seven threes in one game or he's, something he's like that. He's been called for a little bit. It's, it's about time. He's almost due for a hot well, streak that's, that's the thing. Yeah, look at it. Like, the Lakers, you know, while, while the good games were close, beat the Nuggets in five, right? And Danny Green didn't play particularly well. KCP had a game. Kuzma didn't really flash. I mean... KCP was the third, third score. He averaged uh, in the series 11... Uh, two rebounds and one assist. I, I just think that the Lakers, if you look at like, there's more potential 
on this team and this roster in terms of offensive-wise than they've shown up to this point because you really haven't had other players play their best. Yeah. Obviously, you know, like Dwight Howard had a great game the other night, and I think Dwight Howard, you know, obviously outplayed JaVale McGee against um, Jokic in that series. I'm not sure, you know, I'm not sure how much those guys are going to play this series because the Heat play a smaller brand of basketball. So it'd be interesting to see if they're going to try to force the Heat's hand and make them play Olenek or Myers Leonard, or if the Heat are going to force the Lakers' hand and make them pull Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee for most of the series. That brings me to my next matchup. Hold on. It took me a second to look up. Uh, to look up. But can we circle back to Danny Green for a second? Yeah. So Danny Green in this season has a 1.14 uh, defensive real plus one, uh, real plus minus, and only a .03 offensive real plus minus. Uh, and part of that I attribute to his incredibly cold shooting. But uh, D- Danny Green, by the numbers, is a much bigger defensive contributor to the floor than offensive. I would agree. Yeah, I think his his offense has been so streaky that he can't necessarily rely on it. So he has mm-hmm. to f- focus more. Yeah, on and, and that's why I give he's him, been more D than three, if you know what I mean. And that's so, why I give him the head over hero right now on the well, defensive side. So. Um, Hero is a top 30 player in real plus minus, so he's not on the list I'm looking at. What What What's your next matchup? Caruso Dragic. Is it Caruso Dragic or is it Rondo Dragic? Are you going starting lineups or just... I've got Rondo versus Nunn. I don't know how much Nunn's going to play. I I don't think Kendrick Nunn's going to play this series, to be honest. He hasn't played much this playoffs. He's been kind of... Pretty, pretty awesome. No, he played a little bit at the beginning of the Boston series. Well, he was third place for rookie of the year. I know, but Dragic has played just Second, so damn. Dragic has played so oh, damn well. Dragic has played so well. Yeah. So um, I don't know how much. I would say no matter what you're giving Dragic offensive on either yeah. Rondo or okay, like points, yes, like assists. Oh. Rondo's been great passing the ball, and honestly. It's almost been a revelation that he's come back because when LeBron came off the court and it was just Anthony Davis, they struggled. But with Rondo on the court, you have someone to run the offense now. Who gets it? Who's played with AD? And it's, you know, the compatibility between those two. And it's really opened up the ability of Lakers offense when LeBron is on the bench. So if you're terms in just points, then obviously Dragic. But an overall impact on the offense, I think Rondo had – Rondo's more important. He's shooting pretty well, too. Uh, Defense, you have 50-50 either way at this point between the two of them. So, quick plus for Goran Dragic. He, in his last series, averaged uh, 4 rebounds and basically 5 assists on uh, 44% from the field and 33 from three-pointers, which isn't great percentages, but uh, being able to average 20 points for it be the number two score basically behind Bam Adebayo. I think that's just ridiculous. He's 33, 34 years old. Um, so that's going to be, you know, I, I think a, a pretty cool matchup to watch. Caruso, I do give the defensive edge. Um, and Rondo, I give the assist to. But in terms of scoring, I, I, I would definitely go with Goran. I kind of like the matchup between Caruso and Tiro a little bit. Yeah. I think yeah. they're both like – Young, scrappy players who are just, you know, going all out all the time trying to – obviously, Crusoe has to try to find a little more minutes than Hero does mm-hmm. on the court. But obviously, and obviously, Hero is going to outplay Crusoe on the, on the offensive end. But I think that would be a really fun matchup to watch just oh, yeah. because it's two younger guys who are, who are playing – like, I think Crusoe – 
both ends of the court plays harder than anyone else on the Lakers team. I would agree. To be honest, he's fighting like he's he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't night. take possessions off, and neither does anybody on the Miami Heat, really. Yeah. So I think that could be a fun, fun matchup to watch. Okay, I've got uh, Dwight Javale versus Myers Olenek. Advantage Lakers both sides. Okay. Olenek can step out, but well, I would say Olenek and Myers can kind of step out. So everybody on the Heat can shoot a three. So we'll see if that even you know plays a factor. Again, this is goes back to who's forcing whose hand. Are my is are the Lakers going to make Miami go big, or is Miami going to make the Lakers go small? Like what? I don't know what's going to dictate that. We're gonna we're gonna see in less than three hours. Yeah, we are, man. It's getting it's getting close. Okay, I'm gonna wrap. I had a couple others, but. Kuzma Crowder or Kuzma Crowder Iggy. I'm not sure how they're going to do the matchup. Kuzma's going to be Crowder Iggy defense. Kuzma offense. Mm-hmm. Hopefully yeah. Kuzma offense. Although Kuzma see. Kuzma has increased his effort on the defensive end yeah. a little more. He's got to. I I just, I just think that Crowder and Iggy are actually two top two I agree. defenders. I I agree, and I also think you know part of that is going to you know one of them is going to be on LeBron at all times. If um, if Butler's on it, one of those two. My last one. Vogel, Spolstra. 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 He's Vogel, been there. Vogel gets the win. Spolstra does a better job. Spolstra's also been there. Vogel hasn't. This is true. This is true. But uh, it, I would have also accepted, you mean LeBron? Um, <laughs> so we'll see. LeBron, how... LeBron, true. LeBron has been there more than Spolstra has. Also, LeBron used to play for Spolstra, so he's got a pretty good idea of what's going to happen. Okay. but do you, How much do you think – that plays a factor because this Heat team is completely different from the team that uh, LeBron played on the Heat. was on that team. Okay, my bad. <laughs> if he sees a minute of the court, I'll give you $69. <laughs> okay. I'll deal. Wow. <laughs> if he sees a minute of action, I'll give you $69. Does it have to be a full minute? What if it's just like five seconds? <laughs> it's got to be a full minute. One full on, minute. On the ESPN box score, it's got to say one next to minutes played. All right. At least one. But, you know, it's a different team. Obviously, it's not as star-studded, so it runs a little differently. I don't remember the Heat ever playing zone when LeBron was there. So I think you know, LeBron – and LeBron has also changed his game from when he was in Miami too. But I don't know how much you know LeBron knowing Spolstra is going to play a factor as much as Spolstra knowing LeBron. LeBron. Because it's, they're different, it's, they it's a completely different games. team. They both change their games. But I'm thinking more in terms of who can make the adjustments – on the fly. Yeah. Which we're going to see it tonight, but I'm still giving the edge to the Lakers, LeBron, Vogel combination. Um, just because I think the Lakers have the advantage of having that playmaker coach on the floor making those calls, whereas the, the Heat need to turn to Spolster to be like, hey, what are we what are we doing now? It's just a little bit less – uh, travel of information, but yeah. it's it's going to be interesting. I'm this, I think Spolstra this, might have the easier coaching job though. Like to be honest, I feel like Vogel yeah. might have to like will it. Like, come on, guys, we have to. You know, we got to do yeah. that. We're 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 Spolstra's guys. They're so self motivated yeah. already. Yeah, like they're the five seed. You know, they're on they're underdogs, but no one on that team is like worthy underdog. You know, they relish that. It's almost they. I almost compare like this Heat team. To Jordan, right? Now, Jordan, like, obviously, you can say, what about that documentary was true and all, but what was the consistent theme I saw throughout that entire documentary was he used slights. Look, Jordan used slights against him 
to motivate himself. And even if it was a made-up story, and I kind of feel that's Butler's got a little bit of the same mentality. You know, it's like they didn't, you know, they didn't want me in Chicago, they didn't want me in Minnesota, they didn't want me in Philly. They all just couldn't handle the type of basketball I play. Now I'm on the team that does it. You know, let's go out and get it and prove to all these other teams who said, you know, no, and want to stick with their young guys and whatnot. You know, this is what we could have been had the rest of your team bought in. Let me, let me ask you this. Do you favor the Heat in any matchup against, that's not the Lakers? From the Western Conference? From the Western Conference. Any of the teams? I um, favor the Heat in all teams but the Lakers against the West. Even the Clippers? Even the Clippers. Okay. That's what I want to know because it seems like the two best teams got to the finals. I don't feel like any team of the East or the West got robbed. I feel like everybody played their heart out. The, the, the chips fell where they fell. And it's it seems pretty uh, kind of, not to say fair, but it seems like I'm not surprised. To see that the, the, the Bucks lost to the Heat, looking at the Bucks team after the fact, they didn't seem that sound. Going into it, everyone's like, who could beat them? Who could beat them? Well, the Heat did. They In a seven-game series, they didn't need seven. They needed four, or they needed five. It's it just, and, and there's something else to be said for you know obviously, and it, it kind of plays more into I feel like baseball than anything you know peaking at the right time. And obviously we had this big layover between yeah. the start of the bubble and the end of the you know and, this, and when the season was postponed. So you kind you don't really have that peaking at the right time. Kind of like the Blazers have done over the past few years where they go on this big run through March and they're playing the best basketball play all season kind of coming into the playoffs. You know, it almost kind of felt that way where it's like, okay, you know, these teams, you know, they played well in the bubble and they're playing well now and they keep playing through versus like obviously the Bucks didn't play well, the Clippers didn't play well. Pascal Siakam was virtually absent for the Raptors in his series against the Celtics. And you have teams who just didn't play well and, you know, you know, in another world, they played well and, you know, we're kind of a completely different matchup. But, you know, and I would even say the Lakers at times didn't play very well either. I mean, they didn't play their bubble games very well. And whether that was them saying we only need two wins to secure the number one spot or not, I don't know. But that's true. That's true. I, I think it's been a. And I think that's what makes the Heat team dangerous is that if, Le- if LeBron or Anthony Davis doesn't play well and has a bad night, the Lakers are in trouble. Mm-hmm. If someone on the Heat has a bad night, they are not in near of a dire situation than the, that the Lakers are because they've proved throughout the past two series it doesn't matter. Butler has an off fight. That's okay. Hero's going to go drop 30. Hero can't make a shot this night. Okay, Duncan Robinson's going to do it. The Lakers, LeBron can't make a shot. Shit. Who's scoring? Who's scoring? Because I, I, you know, I, I trust the Heat's roster top to bottom. A little more than I trust the Lakers top to bottom. So that answers my question I was going to ask in this next matchup. Who do you edge this category to? One of the categories being the bench for each team. Definitely, definitely the Heat. The Heat. That, that seems pretty apparent. Uh, just Every player on the Lakers team can go off. We just haven't seen it. I've seen Alex Cruz have great games. I've seen Danny Green have great games. I've seen Dwight Howard have great games. I've never seen all of them do that at the same time, though. It always seems like, oh, no, it's your night. Oh, no, it's your night. Oh, but we all failed. Uh, Looks like we're going to lose this game. I haven't seen them all come together at once. 
which is going to be a big challenge for the Lakers. Um, who do you edge three points to? Three pointers. Oh my god. Percentage. Not, Let's go percentage on this one. No matter. I, I don't care if it's makes, attempts, percentage, heat, all the way. They, they have so. They have. They're. They're way better shooters. And as you said, almost everyone on that team can shoot. Yep. You put Dwight and Joel on it, they can't really shoot. And and they're not and none of them are streaky. Like Robinson, Dragic, none. The, I mean Crowder's Crowder's low streaky he's kind of had an off 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 he series against Celtics. He's on first. Celtics for the Raptors series. He kind of cooled down against Celtics, but Jimmy Butler might be the worst shooter on this team. <laughs> which is funny. Which is funny. Um I, I, and well Iguodala. I would say Iguodala. I mean, he had a good game, but historically... When he's open, he's open, and he'll make yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, 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 rebounds. Uh, Lakers. So, so Total. On, Lakers. on principle, you would think Lakers because the size. But, man, did I... I watched that Celtics series. The Heat got a lot of offensive rebounds. And it is and, and it is not just Bam going up. It is Butler and Dragic going up there and just tapping it out, giving a lot of tips. giving their players a, a shot tips. at the rebound on the offensive end. They got a lot of offensive rebounds. And part of that is due to the Celtics' lack of size as well. Mm-hmm. But, but I, I think see. but I think the aggressiveness of the Heat in the paint makes it a little more interesting. I still give it to the Lakers because of their size altogether. I mean, you got to think besides Adebayo, Kuzma, LeBron, AD, JaVale, and Howard are the five tallest guys on that. Like who will play on that court if you take out Adebayo? Yeah, but so. I, we've all seen how Anthony Davis has gotten out rebounded. We've seen how the Lakers didn't bring down all but one or two offensive rebounds in these past series. Okay, if they take a if they take any time off that they start sleeping, this Heat team is going to destroy them. Well, half a rebounding is effort. Yeah, and the Heat are going to give more effort than the Lakers are. I think they have eighty percent of the series. Um, assist. Who's going to have more assists? That's a good one. That is because the the Heat play team better team basketball, but the Lakers have better passers on their team as a whole. Like Rondo and LeBron are clearly the two best passers in this series, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say whichever team wins gets the most assists, because that just means that they have more shots. They're going to have equal assist opportunities. Okay. So it's all going to come down to shooting. Right. Which is kind of what we thought in the first place. And then the last one that I was kind of curious about. It's all going to come down to who scores more points, all right? (laughs) Mark my words, the team that scores more points is going to win this series. Who's going to have more fast break points? Lakers. Lakers are historically a good fast break team, but I think the the defense for the Heat are going to generate... Uh, more fast break points. But, but also, you just said it yourself that the Heat love crashing the offensive boards. When you crash the offensive boards, what happens? Please, you leave yourself open, open to fast transition. break. Yeah. That LeBron's just going to come down and block every fast break opportunity, you know, like he always does. Because <laughs> right. it's LeBron. Even Caruso had a couple in this yeah. playoffs, too. I'm mean, sorry, Caruso. Caruso. Um, do, so, my next question. Who... Do you see being an above average? So we all, every player here has a baseline of okay, this is what we expect from them. Uh, who do you think is going to play above that baseline? Who do you think is going to step out of their shoes and really just have a, a series to remember, win or lose? Who do you think is going to be that guy for each team? Goran Dragic and I, you know, say LeBron James when his average is the best player ever played the game. Uh, you know, I have a if tough. You say LeBron James, I'm going to expect. 
15 and 10. Yeah, I'm going to expect 50-40-90 club from this guy this year. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I, I have a tough time saying Dragic. I mean, he's played so well lately. So well. His bar is a little higher now. I have a hard time seeing him, you know, elevating his play to a further level than he's already elevated it to. That that's just my opinion on Dragic. Yeah. Um, Taking Rondo. Taking Rondo. Big series. Rondo's Rondo. Big I think series. Rondo's gonna have a big series. I you know I th- I think Kuzma's gonna have a good series. I think we'll see. F- I think he'll be his normal self for most of it. But I think we might get a game where. You know, he finds it and he clicks. And, th- and that's how the Lakers are playing this. LeBron and AD are going to get you your 50 to 60-ish, maybe even 70 a night. Who's getting the other 40? All right, who's getting 20 of that 40 for you? And mm-hmm. that's kind of what matters. And, I, you know, I think because you can have one good game and win, your, and win a game for your team if you have a good game. And this goes for anybody. Like, Hero, great game, won the, won the game. Bam, great game, won it. Like, and I, th- I think, in KCP has the opportunity to, and that it might just be straight on volume of threes that they take and make, because that's the easiest way people jack up their points real quick, and have great games as they start I'm knocking down threes. To on the Lakers, Mr. Danny Green, I think he might actually finally hit his shots. He's gonna, you know, hopefully hit a hot streak here, and not look like a how he's been looking on offense. <laughs> uh, and then for the Heat, I think. Andre Iguodala, he's turned it on in the playoffs. He's been showing up. Uh, going up against LeBron, I'm sure that's going to be a very uh, familiar matchup for him. Been doing it for the past five years, so why, why change things up now? Um, so I think he's going to be able to show how much he's learned and how much he knows LeBron James. So it's going to come down to him as well. Uh, opposite side of that same coin, who is going to be below that baseline? Who's going to have a tough series? Who, who do you think? Same answer, Kyle Kuzma. <laughs> I had the same one. Kyle Kuzma. <laughs> I, let, let me, that's, but that, that's Kyle Kuzma. It, as a whole, I feel like, you know, I don't feel like – it's almost it's like he never he never rides that solid line. It's either, God, Kyle Kuzma's been garbage or, wow, look at Kyle Kuzma. Maybe he's taking that step. I could almost, You could almost set Kyle Kuzma for both. The Heat, you know – I think it, I'd have to say Jay Crowder on the offensive end. He's hit a slump. He's like three for his last 30 on threes or something like that in that Celtics series. He's really struggling to shoot the ball. So if that continues, that's problematic because all he takes is three. Now he'll go out there and play good defense. But if you've got a guy who, yes, will play good defense but also came in and went one for 10, when you have shooters like Dragic and Duncan Robinson and Hero on the court, okay, well, maybe let's get the ball to them. A little more and have them take the shots. Now, I know a lot of Crowder's threes happen to be just wide freaking open. So you take them. But you also expect a guy like that to make more than one out of 10 or one out of 12 or whatever. So. What about for the Heat? I, I think Dwight Howard is going to have a rough series because with all those shooters around, he's going to. I think he's going to play it off the court. And I really think Udonis Haslam is going to have a really hard series. I don't think he'll score even a point. <laughs> I'm going to actually say the tough one for the Heat, Jimmy Butler. Yeah. I think he's going to have a, a rough series where he's going to be defensively present. And he's going to try. But I think offensively, he's got a target on his back. Is, is, he, is, LeBron, is, Le, is LeBron going to be on Butler most of the series, you think? No. No? Who would you put LeBron on? Um, you put him on Crowder? Would you uh, want to put him on, on Crowder? a score? 
Would you uh, want him to be a defender? I, I, how do you I, how do you want to play that? I would. Could be situational. Least. Start off the game with KCP or Danny Green on. Right. I, I, on I, him. I, if if you are playing from behind, you put LeBron on best player of the night, whoever that is, whether it be Butler. But if you're playing, okay, if, if it's playing, Bam, do you put AD on Bam and set LeBron yes, then up? Yeah, yes. yes. But um, if you uh, are play, if you're playing from ahead, you put him on Crowder. Just let him chase him around the three point line. Take some possessions off. Yeah. Get some. Get he some is buffs. what thirty six. LeBron James. Yeah, thirty five. Thirty five years spry. young. Spry, spry, young age of thirty five. I don't. Know. I, I, you know, I really hope they don't play Haslam. Part of me thinks like it. <laughs> but part, don't lose that six nine. I know, but part, part of me thinks if they're down. 3-0 in the series, and they're down 20 in Game Seven. It's like you know what? Let's put the old the let's put let's put yeah. the old fucker in. You know, one more Game Seven or Game Finals appearance. You know, I might that could I'm not that could happen. In which case, I'm arguing for a very competitive series here, <laughs> not just for watching, just so Haslam doesn't see the court. But I, I, he hasn't seen the court all year. I Literally, I don't think he's played a, a minute in the 2019-2020 NBA season. In draft beers, so. Uh... Where's you like, oh, you you like your you like your sixty nine dollars in in tall boy in liquid form in liquid form. <laughs> I think we can make that happen. All right. Well, those are the big key things that I had questions on. I wasn't really sure who. Okay. Um. Last thing. Key. One key. We've already somewhat said it for the for the Lakers. A key to win. One thing that they cannot forget for each team. For the Heat, it's three-point shooting. Mm-hmm. They just gotta, they just gotta be shooting well, shooting often, shooting early. Um, for the Lakers, I think the biggest key for them to win is going to be uh, just hustle and defense. Yeah, and, I, get, since, getting out of yeah, transition. Yeah, my my thing for the Lakers was staying engaged. You you're not you can't take positions off against this Miami team. Because you're going to get at like the you're going to get outplayed this series in terms of hustle, effort. You're going to get outplayed in that sense. So you have to stay engaged as long as long and as much as you possibly can because you're going to need to. Because the second you take a lapse, like take just you know you lapse, you take a defensive possession off, the Heat are going to try to find a way to make you pay for it. So I think the Heat have got or the the Lakers have got to stay engaged. And yeah, I think. I think it all comes down to the three-point shooting for for Miami. Again, I agree with Sam because the effort's going to be there. Their defense is going to be solid. Um, it's they got to you know they got to step up and they got to make shots. And you know I think part of this you know you maybe we're looking at Eric Spoelstra here. Okay, so you played zone and it worked really well against the Celtics. Okay, you're going to try the zone against you know if it doesn't work, or, you know Spoelstra's ability to adapt, I think might be really important for the Heat to stay in this series and, you know, and make, make a series out of this. And I'm not saying that the Lakers are you know, easy going to come in and waltz through. And, you know, maybe maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe Spolscher doesn't have to be this wizard and create a new scheme for the Miami Heat every game because they look that good or they found something that works. But I think, you know, Spolscher is going to have some moments where he's going to have to figure something else out. And I think – He's he's gonna have to show that he he's capable of that. You know, you can't do a Brad Stevens. You can't, or you know, not the, that that that's all on Brad Stevens or it's all on the players. But you know, you can't see a defense that gets stumped by it for four straight games. You need to find a way to adjust. My keys. Same thing with Vogel, but I think I would agree. Um, 
my keys for the Lakers are experience. You need to play off mm-hmm. that experience that you have. You have six guys who have been to the finals before, so you need and... to you need to make sure that you don't make those mental mistakes. I'm pretty sure Derek, Jared Dudley, I kind of gave it to him. Maybe it wasn't him. Um, but playing off that experience, making the right decisions, not getting flustered when things aren't going your way. You may be down. You get a, the ball gets stolen. Um, you know they go on. The Heat go on a run. You need to have any Heat play players smart. besides Haslam made Two. it to the finals. Adonis Haslam. Yeah. And Crowder. Crowder. Crowder was on Cleveland. No, he not when they did. He got traded during the, before the trade deadline. Did he? And Iguodala. Iggy. Who did? Dudley make the finals. I gave it to him. I don't. I don't actually. <laughs> so if so, not five players. Rondo. He has not. Rondo, LeBron, Danny Green, Dwight Howard, Dwight Howard. Has KCP been to a finals? And JaVale. And JaVale. And JR. And JR. So six. Yeah, I was right. Six. six. JR. And technically Quinn Cook. Sorry, I missed that one. But I need to play that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, experience for the Lakers. Use it. Don't. I say you are you are significantly older. Than the Heat are. Uh, average, got... average age is 29. I checked this today. Average age for the Lakers is 29. Thank goodness for those young players. Average age for the Heat, 26 and a half. Haslam bringing that average yeah, up four points baby. by himself. <laughs> but uh, I mean, but there's something you said for that. Like, none. Undrafted rookie. Gordon. Or not Gordon. Um, not Robinson. Gordon. Uh, Robin, Robinson. Second year undrafted. Third year undrafted, hero, rookie, bam, second year, right? Third, third maybe? Third second, third year. A lot of young guys on this roster. Yep. A lot of young guys. So I think they're, they're going to draw off. Jimmy Butler's going to be the leader of that team. Jimmy Butler's going to be the leader. I think they're, they're going to draw off Iguodala for that experience. You know, obviously Haslam's been there, but, you know, he hasn't played a ton of minutes since, like, the first time LeBron went to the finals with Miami, like – in terms of finals. He's been there, but he's almost more of a coach. The Heat have so, all the pieces to win a championship. They have that experience. They have that youth. They have those uh, the, the will to win, the fight in them. Uh, they, they've got great defense, great scores. All they have to do is put it together. And I think for them to – a key for them to win is to, if you can – Shut down either LeBron or AD and put it all on the other person. If you start to uh, take one of those pieces out of the equation, even when the Lakers were you know not doing great in their playoff come up, even when they had rough games, both those guys are still putting up at least twenty points. If you can if you can hold either of them to below twenty points, I think you definitely have a win. And that's what I got. All right, All right, so final question, the big one. Lakers, you got? Lakers and six. Lakers and six. Everybody's saying Lakers and six. That seems to be the hot topic here. I'm going to go Lakers and seven. Lakers and seven. All right. Lakers and seven. If it makes it to seven, don't doubt LeBron James. But I do think okay, it's going it, 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 to be a heat series that the Lakers have to win back. That's what I'm going to say. So if it does go to seven, what what chance do you have in the Heat of pulling that out? Like like you think it's fifty fifty, even with like like a game seven LeBron, like thirty five ten and ten, like like a classic 
Game seven, LeBron. Another beautiful. Think they got a chance if that happens. Another beautiful stat about this matchup: both teams have played exactly the same number of games to get to this point. They're they've both gone. uh, What is it? Twelve and three. I think. Yeah. 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 Twelve and three. So. Because the Lakers have lost a game a series, and Heat went sweep one two. Yes. So it's uh. It's going to be a great matchup, guys. I'm very excited. Um, probably way more excited than even the uh, Cavs Warriors of the past, you know, four years, uh, aside from 16. But uh, it just it seems like there's a legitimate chance for both teams to win this. The Lakers. You, can, you kind of walk like, in and you're not looking at it like, well, that's what we thought. We, we even said going into this year that it feels like this is the first time. Truly, truly, and it's truly been wide open. And I think next year is going to be even better. Oh my goodness! Because you're adding two more teams. I feel bad for like that Western Conference right now. It's like okay, the Mavs are going to get better. Who the hell are you taking out the playoffs to add the Warriors in right now? It's like Thunder. Thunder, Thunder, you think? Thunder. They're they're mailing that one in. So anyway, anybody got any worth mentioning? I do, do we want to talk about coaching situation briefly? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just like, just, you know, Dan Tony, Doc yes. Rivers, and, well, I think Brett Brown was fired at the time, and yeah. so was, was Dan. I don't think, I think the two recent ones are Dan Tony and Rivers both got ixnayed. Yes. And obviously, the Sixers' job has been talked about a lot for them. I haven't heard a word about Brett Brown going anywhere. Do I've been, I haven't heard any. Coach? Who? The Knicks. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Tom Tibbs. Tibbs. Yeah. I haven't heard anything about Pacers' job yet. Uh, so I heard the Pacers were going all in on D'Antoni, but That's, so were the Sixers. That to me, he makes way more sense. And the Pelicans with, need a need a coach too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Kind of forget about them. That happened a while ago. Um, it's been a uh, big turnover year for coaches. Mm-hmm. So, do you take from these guys who've been let go? Do you go? I'm assuming a few of them will get jobs. Source, sources: Rivers, 76ers, discussing the coaching job right now. I think Doc Rivers is a much better fit than than Dion, uh, than Antonio. I agree. D'Antoni was good. They brought him in. They were going to bottom up. Oh yeah. uh, change, change the team. Do you think D'Antoni would have been a good coach for the Nets? Mm-hmm. Had been a hard seat, Nash. Maybe it would have been an interesting. I don't, See, so. I don't know. I, I don't know. I think that is a better – if he runs it like the Rockets, I think the Rockets or the Nets in this case make it to the Eastern Conference mm-hmm. Finals. Okay, so, but I still think they lose. So we've got coaching vacancies, Houston, Philly, Indiana, New Orleans, and Clippers. Yeah. Those are the five coaching vacancies right now. Uh, technically the Cavs too. <laughs> the Cavs are running a I wouldn't mind him getting Nate McMillan guy? either, to be honest. He's been the interim, but like, yeah. I think they said that they're going to. I've him. I've heard, you know, okay. I think Clippers are they just going to promote Tyloo? Uh, it definitely seems like that might be the easiest option. Uh, it also wouldn't shift too many things internally, team dynamic wise. So it's probably the better move to do because when you bring in a new coach, you're bringing in a guy who's going to change the system. He's going to change the game. You start messing with the formula. Change system might go what, wants his own assistants might want certain players. It's right. you know it's 
I feel like when you change over a coach in the NBA, it's less a bit like a massive deal than like in the NFL where it's like, okay, well now we got new assistants all across the board and that quarterback wasn't drafted under this regime. We got to go and they're going to do their own thing. And I, I, I feel like when an NFL coach gets in, it's like literally the whole philosophy of the franchise has changed where the NBA, yes, but you know, you have your players there. Like this is your run with, and we're, and we're just going to change the style of play, maybe. Whereas, like, in the NFL, it's like, we're going to change everything about this team. Depending on who goes to be the Rockets head coach, I think it's going to be very telling of how they're going to react to their whole roster. Because if you bring in a coach who needs a center, the fuck are you going to do? You've got Ty Ch- Tyson Chandler like, as your I, only I, again, center. I personally do, do not think the Rockets should have gotten rid of Capella. That's my personal opinion. I mean, even if he just rode the bench for this part of the playoffs. The, the, advanced, the advanced numbers said that Capella and uh, Westbrook could not be on the floor at the same time. That and... So then what's the difference? He worked well with Stephen Adams. Um, Unless he just oh, statistically uh, pick and roll, pick and roll. Uh They do not run the pick and roll in Houston. I guess they're just foreign to it. I don't know. And why. that, and that's Russell that, Westbrook loves the pick and roll, but he does. They don't. And play. that's if you're not gonna have a non-shooting center, that's kind of where they're yeah, where their bread and butter's well, at. Also, not to say that you, you said he played really well with Stephen Adams, and sure, Westbrook scored a lot, but I mean the team. They had didn't. one of the most assists to uh, one of the best assist ratios in the league. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, and you know, but they also. Um, were a terrible shooting team, that which is what the Rockets were uh, centered around. Never really had much postseason success. And uh, I put that more on the, the system than I do on the yeah. players themselves. If right. you don't have guys who can shoot threes, what are you going to do? You still got to go out and compete. Right. Uh, but got to compete. Uh, that, that's what I'm saying. It's a system where you have Russell Westbrook and a traditional big man. It doesn't work. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. Uh, so I see where the Rockets were going. Like, okay, we can't have both. We got to either have one or the other. So. Right. Now that they have Russell, you either got to do uh, the maybe they draft one. I don't know where they end the draft. Or I think they traded away their pick. Oh, that's right. That's right. They don't have a pick for a while. Never mind. They're not going to draft one. They got to see what they can do. Uh, Yeah, but how? How? They really have no trade assets. Period. They have Russell. They have Robert Covington because Russell Westbrook and James Harden's. I guess you could trade James Harden, but also that contract is so wonky. How? How? Also, you're not trading James Harden. Unless you get the farm back. Right. I I don't know who you can trade Russell Westbrook for. New idea. James Harden to Philly. Bring back Ben Simmons. Houston Rockets. Brick City. (laughs) Just all in inside the... All all in on no three-point shots. All two, baby. We're getting rid of the three-point line. We're scraping it off the court. We're going back to the, the 60s. All right. My, uh, I think this brings us to worth mentioning. Can you believe, my, here's my worth mentioning. Can you believe that we were one Chris, uh, Chris Levert layup away from a Suns Heat uh, NBA Finals? Yes, I can. Um, mm. I There's mine. I got one here. Uh, this is the first time that both of the teams in the NBA Finals were not in the playoffs the year before. Yep, that's cool. Which, first time in NBA history. I did want to mention something about the Heat. Uh, it was basically, how did we get here? Because last year, they were not in a playoff position. They weren't in the playoffs at all, actually. 
they, three years ago, were in one of the worst spots because they were too good to be in the lottery, but not good enough to be an actual playoff contender. But Always did leading within the first that help them? Because that draft position gave them Bam and, and Hero. It's... And they picked up Duncan, and they are clear. I mean, you clear. There's something about the Heat's player development has got to be given credit here. Hero, Duncan Robinson, even Kendrick Nunn, Bam Adebayo. Obviously, you probably didn't get as much out of Justice Winslow as you probably would have liked, maybe. You but at the time, to get Crowder and Iguodala back, I think was might have been important for them. So maybe Justice Winslow. You know, who knows? He was injured this year. Maybe if he's on this team, you know, I, I feel like if Justice Winslow's on this team. They, they could still be here. Yeah. But you never know. I think this is very telling of... But I, I think they, the, they've drafted well. And then they got Butler. I, kind of my, going off of that, I think this tells a lot about how much media hype can overshadow good players. Because you start to talk about the same players of uh, going one, two, three, four, five. And then all of a sudden you get blinders on to the actual talent in the room. And then all of a sudden when those players are gone... You now have your pick up the actual good players from that, you know, eight to 15, 16. Well, I mean, that's what, that's what that Ringer NBA podcast was, the Ringer NBA podcast was saying. Like, look at the stars in this league who came outside the top 10. And it's, it's awesome. There's, that's one thing about and it's the every well. year there is one of them. They don't have a top 10 we don't player know who, on we don't team. Know, we don't, yeah, we don't know who it is. Who's it going to be this year? But, uh, you know, every year there's a player who ends up going. 10 to 20, who ends up being a star. Now, you can get a lot of solid role players in that that position, too. There's no doubt about that, but... Um, other than that, there's been a couple of cool stats here and there. Uh, Victor Oladipo has been talk, in talks about possibly wanting out of Indiana, which I think Solo. is the dumbest move, because that's the only way that you have your power. Indiana is where you draw your power yes, from Victor. Yes, he doesn't know how to play basketball outside of the state of Indiana. Uh, so, in all seriousness, I kind of support this move for him, because Indiana has pretty much all but said that they don't want to give him a big deal. They're pretty cheap. And so, if he goes to somewhere else, uh, the that team will have bird rights, which means they'll be involved from a bigger contract with less cap. And so, he doesn't want a team to have to sign him without the cap. He'll get less money that way. Yeah. Right. It's it's more just him saying, hey, if you're not going to sign me after this contract, that's fine. Send me somewhere that will. Um. Oh, I guess we didn't talk about this. Giannis Antetokounmpo was named the MVP of the league. This is exactly why we need to name MVPs at the end of the season because if you would have said this to me back at, at right after the bubble, I would have been like, yeah, that's fair. But now after the disappointing playoff series, I'm sitting here pissed off about it with what a bad call it was, right? Even though it wasn't. I think it was. I still think it was. Um, I understand he has great numbers. I understand that he has good points per minute per 36, whatever you can extrapolate out. What I don't understand is how he can win it this year, but two years ago, you or but last year, you don't give it to James Harden, who had the better numbers. But no, this year, he's got the good numbers. That's why he gets the point. That's why he gets MVP. So, so both of them go down to the argument of best player on best team. And again, again, that doesn't hold water to me. Right. That's such... Oh, my right. God. That, oh. They won without him. 
In so many league, in so many games, they won without Giannis on the cup. You take LeBron yeah, off the Lakers, they lose. But you have to. You also have to look at who they're playing. Like they, they, the see, the Lakers, the, the Lakers and the Lakers and the Rockets do play in a more difficult conference. So your crap game that you should that you should win might be like a stingy Pelicans team instead of a Atlanta Hawks team or something like that. It's just it's easier to to get those wins right. in the Eastern Conference. There's no Knicks in the Eastern in the Western Conference. There really Sense. isn't. But even so, you've got stars who could potentially carry you. You've got Cat, you have Booker on those teams. You have stars who could carry you on the Knicks. Yeah, Marcus Morris before he got traded. Real threat to carry this team and drop a fifty bomb on us and win. No, not happening. I guess it was also one of the things that really steamed me was just to see the numbers of the votes and how. Yeah, when, were, but when were these votes? When were these votes casted? Were they votes. were they cast at the end of the? Well, obviously, we had the we had the breaking regular season. And those last eight games count as the regular season. I would assume they did, but not in the MVP voting. They okay, so did. okay, so I wonder like. Were votes casted right after? Well, I guess they probably weren't casted right when they shut down because they didn't know when right. they were coming back. Yeah. But I, I agree with him. It, it, you have to change because I remember the the change time was. I remember two years ago they had like it was the first year they had like the the awards show, right. yeah. Yeah. and they had it like a two month ago, and they had years. it a month after right. the it finals. Was, so it was three years ago because Westbrook was the first uh, MVP at the big award show, and it was. A month after the finals had ended, it was in the middle of July or something. Right. It was like, what are we doing? I mean, I, I under kind of understand NBA like, oh, the finals over now, and no one cares about the NBA for four or five months. But all of a sudden, boom, award show irrelevant. But an award show is not basketball. It's not the game. It's just giving somebody the award for the accolades, which, granted, needs to be done. Is not its own self-explanatory show. It shouldn't be. We we tried it, didn't work. Kind of was very kitschy, and they filled the time with. It took like two hours. Well, too. They're they're trying to emulate the NFL, who's had an award show for years. Also, Loki, how weird was it this year where they're just like, we're just gonna we're, we're gonna release we're, one we're, at a time. We're gonna give you an award about every week and a half. Yeah, and not tell you when they're coming, or and also not have an official avenue. Like I would find out through those Instagram accounts. Yeah. That, like, I have no or idea a, how... Or a different source is dropping. Source yeah. was that someone wanted. Or, or a different source is dropping. There shouldn't be a Woj right. bomb that he won the MVP. Right. Well, I'm like sure there was. By the league. Yeah. It's... Again, even if it's just, like, a message for... Like, you know what? Five-minute video from Adam Silver going through every single one. Right. Boom, 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 boom. You're done. Congratulations. But I would agree. Awards are in the season, mail. End of the regular season. Four playoffs start. Four playoffs. Give it to them then. It works out And it, do, it doesn't need to be an award show. And it lets the player who didn't win MVP possibly get that as motivation to try harder. Again. and but, if the last dance Again, but anything. I think it's this. It's, oh, money. it's money. That's why they have the award show. Because they can get money from also, it. Also, hear me out. Why don't, we just, why don't we just figure it out when there's 81 games played? And give them the award at their like last game of the season. Right? Like a pregame? Right. Or, or a halftime thing. Just be like, hey, and uh, at halftime playing in Milwaukee for everyone, you know, in the non-COVID world, for all the fans in attendance, get to cheer on their person who won MVP. What if it's an away game? Uh, we can figure out last home game. Yeah, but if you, let's say you go, like, you end the season on a five-game, like, away streak, and let's say it's a really tight battle where those last couple games might actually impact. I, I get having it, so 
there has to be the happy medium. I think all 82 games need to be played. I don't think you can give it to a team. Because there have been MVPs who haven't made the playoffs before. That's been a thing, I'd say. Uh, not in modern times. You think? Oh, look at that. Westbrook made it. He's, he was, because it's always, it's almost always best player on the best team. And the one exception I can think of right away is Westbrook, but he made the playoffs. He was the, the only player. MVP no, to play the, for a team. The Thunder Westbrook played for was not the best team. Oh, the but only even then, MVP is not on the best team. It's happened once. The only MVP to play for a team that did not make the playoffs was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, 1975-76 season. Okay. Okay. The more you know. So it has technically happened, but it's not likely. So give it to the player in their first game of the playoff series. Congratulations, you get your MVP. Now go play the playoffs. But, but what about the other play? What about the other award? Because like rookie of the year actually often doesn't make the playoffs. Right? Fair, fair. So in that sense, sometimes doesn't make it. So in that sense, hold off all those until after the eighty-second game is played, or if you want to have it cast and then give it to him on the eighty-second game, or you know, I see where the, we're getting into the weeds a little bit on how to present these awards and whatnot, but. It doesn't need to be. It doesn't what it need is. to be a weird leaked secret in the middle of the playoffs. Yeah, that's one thing I'm confident about. This was a bad NBA. Whatever you're doing, stop it. <laughs> Although you got even a little bit of leeway for the COVID and whatnot, and right? Distance and such. Still make an official announcement. <laughs> yeah. Um. So on that bombshell, anybody have anything? No, I do not. All right, ladies and gents, we are going to be watching ourselves some playoff basketball, finals basketball. Thank God. I did not know if we were going to make it to this point. This has been a very tumultuous year. I'm just glad that we made it here. Win or lose, it's been a heck of a ride for 2020. So Also, uh, also if the series gets canceled, I'm going to blame you because of that little, little Randy. Did. Don't worry, I knocked on wood. Um, all right, until next time, peace.